Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Natstown. Welcome to Natstown Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Redding from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball and Doghouse on the line after the Nationals win today in the nation's capital. one nothing over the Giants. A pitcher's duel out there on the mound. That's ERS apostrophe. Tanner Roark outduels Madison Baumgartner in a one nothing win. Dave, we're going to talk about Roark. We're going to talk about Wilson Ramos's big blast. But I think the play of the game, second and third, two out in the seventh. Brandon Belt at the plate against Tanner Roark. Picked a long fly ball to center. Ben Revere tracks it back right into that little cutout in the corner there. Makes an over the top catch uh, back to the back to the infield. Uh, Dusty Baker after the game called it a real Willie Mays catch. Just Kind of an amazing play there. Uh, Revere's much maligned for his struggles at the plate this year. I don't know if any of the other center fielders on the roster make that play, and uh, two pitches later the Nationals go up, but they would have been trailing when Wilson Ramos stepped to the plate if not for that catch. Yeah, just a tremendous defensive play. Um, Yeah, of course, Revere's had his troubles at the plate this year. He's um, a a decent outfielder, certainly not um, uh, a perennial gold glove caliber type guy, but um, you know, the Nats had gotten used to having uh, the spectacular plays out in center field the last few years from Denard Spann, who um, took some of the best routes in, in the game and made uh, the difficult and impossible look routine. But that was just a, a tremendous uh, play by Rivera today. I mean, uh, you know, that, that gets in, that gets down, and um, you're talking about a completely different game. And, um, you know, sports, sports uh, writers and, and broadcasters like to talk about uh, momentum and how momentum takes over the game, and if momentum is a thing, if it's um, if, if it's something that's quantifiable, uh, unlike clutch, um, if momentum <laughs> actually does exist, then then, uh, um, then they certainly got all the momentum that they could want out of a play like that uh, carrying over into the next inning when Ramos hit the home run. It kept it scoreless until Ramos hit that home run with Tanner Roark on the mound. Doghouse, he beat the Giants in AT&T Park a little over a week back. Started against the Giants again today, 11 and 6 on the year, 302 ERA, 3525, 239, 309, 337 line against, and 140 and two thirds innings pitched. According to Fangrass, he has the lowest hard hit ball rate in the in the majors among starters. Uh, two stranded in three straight innings from the third to the fifth. He gets them all though, gets strands them all on base. Seven scoreless on 105 pitches. After the game, Dusty Baker said he's not amazing us anymore. We've come to accept it that this is what Tanner Roark does on the mound there. Just another fantastic start. He's up against Madison Bumgarner, one of the better pitchers in the game, on a good day for Bumgarner, too, and he outdueled him in the nation's capital. Yeah, it was quite an extraordinary outing for him. Uh, and it, it's funny that uh, Dusty said that because I made a joke about uh, can we start taking Tanner Roark for granted now. Um, <laughs> a, a great outing that that hit that uh, Belt had there uh, to end the seventh, notwithstanding, he did manage his contact well. And you can kind of see what the guys in Fangraphs are talking about is that, again, he, he's not overwhelming with the stuff. You know, he's got a lot of giddy up on the fastball, but it's, it's location, it's keeping the, the hitters off balance and having a very good awareness of what his ability is on any given day, what pitches are working for him and what he's capable of. Uh, today, honestly, not the best outing. Three walks, uh, only five Ks. You know, you look at that and think, wow, he must have really gotten shelled. But on the other hand, scattered five hits, went seven innings, no runs crossed. So you, you can't argue with the results at all. 
even if uh, he, he must be out pitching his fifth to to at least uh, some degree here. Uh, Roark just continues to be that that gem that keeps getting shinier the the more we run it out there and, and watch it pitch games. And he also affords you the opportunity to make Ryan Tatisco references every time he does well on the mound there. Dave, uh, <laughs> Madison, Madison Bumgarner starting for the Giants, unbeaten in 10 starts between April 25th and June 14th with a 1-2-70 RA, 185-245-272 line against 71 in pitch over that stretch. But he was 2-4, and four, nine starts since then, and 0-2 oh in and four games since the All-Star break before today with a 3-8-1 ERA, 2-74, 3-10, 4-53 line against, and 26 innings pitched over that stretch. Six scoreless today before Ramos hit no one slider at the right field, one nothing in the seventh. He came back out for the eighth just to, <laughs> just to impress everyone a little bit more with his outing. Uh, he was on today for sure. He hasn't Numbers aren't that great coming out of the All-Star break. He struggled a little bit, but he was out there today and just dominating the Nationals. Uh, people on Twitter mentioned that every time they see something like this, they start to worry about the postseason when the Nationals are going to be facing all the top pitchers basically in the league, and they continue to struggle against some of the best. So I would note that just about everyone struggles against the best pitchers in the league. Yeah, you know, uh, Bumgarner is, is is on the very short list of, of some of the best pitchers in the game today. And um, you mentioned the, the last couple of starts, he's, he hasn't been um, himself, but uh, he was certainly himself today. I mean, just uh, just spectacularly good against the Nats. Um, what little contact they made up until Ramos' uh, big fly uh, was not very good contact at all. Uh, just, uh, you know, I've mentioned it a couple of times after Strasburg or Scherzer has pitched a gem. Um, if you like pitching, you like watching a Madison Bumgarner pitch. Uh, I do like pitching. I was a pitcher, so um, I always appreciate these uh, pitchers' ERS apostrophe duels. Um, and, and it was uh, um, uh, just a, a good fun today to watch uh, um, the, the dichotomy of the two the two guys going today. I mean, neither guys neither guy gave up a run, but they did it in different different ways. Uh, Bumgarner uh, cruise control, uh, absolutely dominant. Roark, uh, you know, limiting the contact, getting weak contact, getting ground balls, uh, getting out of jams, uh, really pitching, um, and 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 to watch two different guys go at. Um, go out and have the same results essentially uh, using two completely different methods is, is, is fun to watch, and today was fun to watch, uh, especially since the Nats ended up pulling it out. Doghouse, I don't know how these questions always keep falling on you, but for some reason it does. Jason Worth, OBP, KMA update, walking the first. <laughs> He's up to 38 straight games on base streak. He even got a Tops Now card for it, for uh, setting the Major League record this this year or the Major League best 37-game uh, on base streak last night. He's now uh, just six games, five games away from Ryan Zimmerman's 43-game on base streak, which is the franchise record 2005 through present, which we have to note. Uh, I think, what did he do other than the walk? I don't think he got on base because no one else was really uh, 0 for 3 with the walk, but he did manage to get on base again. Jason Worth just continues to get on base and continue this streak, which is reaching the point of ridiculous and statistical anomaly, et cetera, but still impressive. Well, considering the major league record is something, is what I think 84 consecutive games, you know, a a mere high 30s number is is hardly worthy of note, even even if it is the highest highest on the season so far. yeah, that was a little funny. A four-pitch pitch walk, second at-bat of the game. It's almost like Bumgarner's like, 
Yeah, I'm gonna hook a brother up. I'll, I'll just put you on. <laughs> Keep your streak going, and then I'll then I'll continue, you know, dominating and suppressing the rest of your lineup. Uh, I have to to throw darts at his defense again. Uh, that that pop up uh, into uh, uh, foul ground there off of third, where uh, Espinoza and Rendon tried to get it both in their glove. If he had been hustling, he could have made it into, you know, all three of them touching gloves there on that play. So, uh, shame on him for loafing it out there. No, I, nice, nice to see the streak continuing here. Uh, baffling and as meaningless as it is, I, I'm going to be clinging to it as long as it lasts. All three of them touching gloves, the baseball equivalent of crossing the streams. I don't, I don't know what would have happened if that happened out there. So maybe, maybe that we were would be bad. <laughs> Never cross the stream. Dave, uh, the eight went out there today. Uh, Sean Kelly, Dusty Baker noted, was well-rested. He's going out there and throwing heat. Uh, saw Mark Melanson hit 95 on the radar gun, which is not like him. He he said after his last outing when he got up to 93-94 that the gun must be juiced out there. But uh, the movement on his cutter is just PR sort of move. This is my first good look at it in, in practice. Uh, Hunter Pence just swinging wildly at that cutter, just really had no idea where the ball was going. Uh, dominant night by the bullpen. Tanner Roark gets him through seven. Sean Kelly and Melanson in his first save opportunity shut the uh, Giants down completely. Yeah, Kelly and Melanson really are uh, very similar pitchers where they've got an okay fastball with, with okay movement on it. It's, this fastball certainly isn't really anything special, but then they both have a, a, just a wipeout second pitch, uh, Kelly with the slider, Melanson with the cutter, that just um, is devastating and just, just really, really difficult for right-handed batters to even get a sniff of either one of the pitches when, when they're going well. Um, and today they, they both were. Um, you know, I've mentioned, you know, I've professed my love for Sean Kelly on more than one occasion on this show. Uh, he certainly has elite skills, closer skills, uh, the Nats are reluctant to throw in more than two days in a row, which kind of limits if you're going to make him your last option in the bullpen. But um, the, the pickup for Melanson, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I said it at the time, I'll say it again. I think it was, um, you know, a, a very shrewd move by uh, by GM Mike Rizzo to, to, to get one of the most reliable closes in the game to uh, to finish up your games and, and, and you know, in his first save appearance uh, since they acquired him. Um, during the Nets for scoring so many runs that this is the first time he's had a chance for a save. Um, he, he got the job done with, with, with little to no effort uh, uh, from, the, from the batters that he faced. Just, um, you know, spotted the fastball, got them to swing wildly at the cutter, um, that's fun to watch as opposed to um, some of the guys that they've caught it out there in recent memory that, that are trying to, uh, that we're trying to fool guys with smoke and mirrors. I, I was surprised how much, is, how good his curveball is too. I don't know if it's just something he didn't feature, but maybe Wilson Ramos is calling it a little more than uh, other catchers did with him. But in addition to moving on that cutter, I really like the curveball. They wouldn't have been there doghouse if Wilson Ramos didn't get big hit. One of only two hits, Madison Bumgarner allowed. Luckily, it went out for the Nationals. Uh, Davey, Dusty Baker always calls him Big Ramos, which continues to amuse me. He said his confidence level is high. He remains within himself, though. He, he's got a three, what is it, 38 average. So he was talking about how he's not just a power hitter. He, he's a hitter-hitter and has that power. So when he gets one really good, it goes out no matter where he hits it, whether he's pounding him at the left or hitting him opposite field like he did today. 18th home run, each one he's setting a career high for home runs, just continues to impress. And you can tell Dusty Baker loves his catcher. Like I said before, uh, 
the other night he lobbied for them extending him. So there's no doubt Baker likes having him behind the plate, and he came up big for the Nationals today. Well, I, I think we all love Wilson Ramos, really. Uh, you know, Big Willie style works for for everyone here uh, in the ballpark. It, it was funny on that hit. Uh, it, it looks like he, he – perhaps the one dart we can throw at Ramos's game is that he he does admire his dingers a little while <laughs> before he gets out of the box. And uh, he he started started to marvel and then sort of like, you know, shook his arm like, ah, oh, darn, I missed it, and started to run. But it just <laughs> snuck out there into the first row over the out-of-town scoreboard. Uh, a big hit, opposite field. Great to see. Great to great to have someone come through there. And, and how nice that it was uh, it, it was Ramos. Um, th- this must be what other teams feel when uh, Scherzer gives up a dinger, except uh, I guess maybe even uh, – Maybe even more because he seems to have had such a penchant for that uh, so far this season. If you, if you haven't watched the post game yet, you'll see that Dusty Baker uh, clearly agrees with your opinion of Wilson Ramos admiring his home runs. He mentioned that he likes every time he hits them because he gets to see Ramos go out there and enjoy the trot around the bases. I think he said it was one of the best uh, home run trots in the majors right now. So uh, they just. Just just to jump out of this game a little bit, we've talked about a lot of the pitchers that have come up. We've seen uh, Lucas Giolito. We've seen Reynaldo Lopez make their debuts so far this year. A few of the relievers, too, but um, a big minor. Well, maybe not big, but I think it's big. Eric Fetty gets bumped up to double A. I didn't double-check his stats, so I'm relying on some of the tweeted stats that I saw out there. He has a 0-6-2 ERA in his last 11 games. Uh, I'm kind of glad he wasn't dealt at the trade deadline. His name came up there and a few of the rumors that were out there. But another Tommy John guy, the Nationals took a, a risk on drafting him in the first round a couple few years back and really making some strides out there this year. And uh, First full season back, I believe. It was back for most of last year, but I think this is the first full season on the mound after Tommy John and really dominant up there, moving up to double-A and with the Nationals' penchant for grabbing pitchers up from double-A, uh, possibility of seeing him sometime this year, but most likely next year at the major league level, which is good for a kid that's on Tommy John survivor. You want to get him up and get the innings out of him at the major league level as soon as he can, but just another good prospect on the radar for the Nationals. Yeah, you know, he had an outing back in May where he gave up uh, uh, six earned runs, eight hits, and like three and a third, and, um, and, and, and then something clicked. I don't know if there was something that he worked on the bullpen or something that somebody said to him, but He's been the most dominant pitcher in the minor league since, really. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, his last 11 starts. I mean, that's since that outing back in May. But um, this is a guy that's got a lot of talent. He's been drafted a lot higher. The injury concerns uh, coming out of college not been uh, not been there. Uh, the Nets were fortunate to, to get him where they did. They, they put him into their um, into their program like they've had uh, success with, you know, with, with just Jordan Zimmerman and. Steven Strasburg and Lucas Giolito and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, they know how to handle these guys. They know how to develop them, and it looks like uh, they've got another one on their hands. I, I, I don't know that we will see him this year unless a uh, catastrophe happens, but, um, but it's certainly nice to know that they do have another uh, quality starting pitcher in the pipeline. He was a guy that a lot of teams asked for uh, at, the, at the trade deadline, I think, uh, um, he and, and Victor Robles were probably the two most mentioned names uh, whenever the Nets were talking trade partners this year. And um, so it just goes to show that um, here's another guy that the Nets have coming. 
one nothing today in the nation's capital, two or three from the Giants to take the season series, more importantly, when you're talking about head-to-head matchups and what that could mean for the postseason. Dusty Baker mentioned that after the game as well. A day off tomorrow, well-earned for everyone involved. And then Max Scherzer against Trevor Bauer on Tuesday night, one of my favorite young pitchers out there. Uh, if you haven't seen him pitch yet, I think his numbers aren't great this year, but you'll know, enjoy watching the stuff that he has at least. I'm really looking forward to that one. 7.05 Tuesday night, Match Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. I'm driving back to New Jersey now. Talk to you guys on Tuesday night. Go Nats.